With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Testaments, and no, this is... we are the two testaments. <laughs> right, yeah. Because we're only at, uh, uh, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call us full strength, because we're the two MVPs of the pod, are all we have tonight. And we know that Bad and Bob won't listen, so they won't even hear yeah. that. Yeah, we can say anything we want. We know they won't. So yes, it is just Cody and Allie tonight, but we're excited about it. We are. We're, we're here are. for another episode of, we're here for another Shade of Blue, rather. And we'll make it quick for you. There's only two of us. There's not much time for the next game. It's Friday night. We got places to yeah. be. <laughs> this is like the retro night appetizer. Right. Treated I got to get to first Fridays and meet some people and do some things. And I just found out I don't have to coach tomorrow morning. So, oh. which coaching, I coach for Sporting Stripes for those who yes. listen and don't know. I'm sure you guys and it's familiar. Pretty, it's, it's pretty adorable if you see it on Instagram it, too. I love oh it. It's, my gosh, it's funny to see. they are so cute. Some of them might be your kids. If so, tell right. them <laughs> to say Coach Allie is their favorite. But no, they're they're so cute. However, I have to be at coaching on Saturday mornings earlier than I have to be at my full time job during the week. So like for me, it's a huge switch. And that's every every single Saturday. Um, ever. most Saturdays, unless yeah. I you know unless there's a sporting game or oh yeah my I don't know. I'm out of town or something, but I know I honestly I do that too. But like, admittedly, kind of out of choice. It's like, you know, I don't have to be at work till nine or sometimes later here. But then sometimes the Premier League game is on at six thirty that I need to watch on Saturday. I know, I know. It's like I'm somehow up earlier on my weekends yeah. than I am during my week. I so I never thought I would like live my life like that. I thought I was gonna sleep till one every Saturday. No, and it's so funny now because it's like I I physically cannot sleep in. I went home for Easter to St. It. Louis at my parents' house, my childhood room. I mean, if there's one room where you just, like, should be able to yeah, zonk out in. and sleep. Nope, <laughs> up at 8.30. <laughs> okay, let's start off with the news today that pro referees admitted their mistake, thankfully. They, too little, too late. I know. It's it, like... This has happened before that they admitted a mistake. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly what that was over, but when they when I heard it that time, I was like, "Screw you! That means nothing. I don't care. I hate you even more now." <laughs> but for some reason, when I like saw that today, I was like, "All right, I okay." Now I know I was justified at least. Right. Like, <laughs> I think the one thing that makes it, and it's funny because like I think about Peter, and it's like he'll still say, "Well, they we shouldn't have given up." Yeah. Three goals or right. what? You know, whatever the. 
the difference would have been there. So I you mean, know he did in the locker room at least say all of that. It, they sh- in his mind, they shouldn't. They it should have been four nothing. So right, right. I mean, yeah, I think what's so hard with those coming back, it's like it's not going to change the outcome. The score remains a tie. We're still two points Great. short. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, pro referees. <laughs> not changing much, but I mean, I guess we can take that to mean. They know it was wrong, and hopefully it won't happen again, I And guess. hopefully they <laughs> owe us down right, in yeah, the future you. when it might matter a little bit more. Yeah. I don't know. I have a hard time believing that. I don't know if if Peter and the referees get along very well. Just in a couple of game instances uh, this year, last Especially season. Especially Toledo. Especially. Baldero? Baldomero? I don't know what it is. I forget. Baldi. Toledo, yeah. <laughs> Toledo. Okay, but, yeah. well, we can. I can deal with that. What else? Uh, what else should we talk about from that game? Um, well, how about Just, that? It was a makeup. That honestly, that it was probably a makeup call for Gerso's soft PK. That <laughs> they honestly though, like probably, and it, it probably was. And that's what Matt Lawrence said on the broadcast, like before Toledo called it. He was like, he's going to be wanting to make up for that. Which, soft like, play. isn't it kind of crazy to think that like a referee who's hired and it's their job to call a game would be like oh like oh i have to i have to make up for like no you're calling a professional mls game like if you make one bad call don't try to justify it with another bad call yeah that's something that you know no referee association will ever acknowledge that any referee ever does that but you know like matt i think matt was saying on that broadcast that it was like he's a person like you know yeah. as a person right. it's gonna be in your head that you that right you did that at one point so but it's like two mistakes is not better than one like what's yeah. that you know like an eye for an eye or two right or two wrongs don't make a right yeah. i mean there's <laughs> we've lived our whole lives with these mantras and and refereeing all of that goes out the window <laughs> and also it wasn't not like there's an argument that it was a pk i mean he right. did get pulled yes he went down very easy but it's yeah. not yeah there's a reason that one that pro referees didn't come back and say that that was yeah yeah. So I can <sighs> deal with that. But I think other than that, though, like my biggest takeaway from the game, and we talked about this just before we went on, but I mean, Christian Namath. The man. The man. The number nine. And it, I went on with the New England Revolution uh, broadcast crew uh, on their Facebook live and live stream before the game. And, you know, they were asking because obviously – Christian Namath is a friend of the team. He's a friend of the New yeah, England yeah. Revolution. He uh, played there for... Not that his time there was all that happy. No, but. no, no. It was not happy at all. But <laughs> it was interesting because I was talking to um, to one of the reporters, Jeff, and he was asking kind of what, what Namath's role has been with Sporting Kansas City. And I was like, oh, well, let me tell you, because Peter Ramiz <laughs> cannot be happier to have a player like Christian Namath and just... He's our. He's the expensive designated player signing that everyone was waiting for. Yeah. Only he wasn't expensive or a designated. designated player. <laughs> Which it's like that is the savvy businessman of that Peter Ramiz is, and I think people will come to appreciate when now having more of that money available mm-hmm. to help obviously bulk up other parts of the team uh, that we are clearly going to need if some of these injuries persist throughout Definitely. the rest of the season. Yeah, so maybe we should – I guess we should probably talk about that. Not that he's ever known for being a guy to make a big splash in, you know, a mid-season mm-hmm. window. Although everyone every year it's like, thinks yeah, that it's going to it. happen. We need it. Are we going to do it or not? <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, I don't see 
even with like such a big need at the moment, mm-hmm. I don't I don't see him making it a a big splash unless there's you know like it was with Felipe, how it was something they'd been working on for a while, right. and then like oh crap, he's available right now. If he did though, what position do you think he would go for? Where they need? I mean, I get like because basically everything but goalie. <laughs> I know. I mean, I want to say, I mean, it's like I. A center back or an outside back, a defender is like I guess where you would go right now. But or, I, think, I guess outside back is what I would want yeah, personally. Yeah, I think if I think a center back, we're going. You know, Beesler will be back eventually. Mm-hmm. Fontes will be back eventually. Yeah, you know, in the midfield, Rogers coming back eventually. Right. I think what's so interesting though is that you know, at least with like the central midfield, bringing in Felipe, bringing in Elie, those were like immediate impact players. I feel like they haven't quite found that yet on the defense. No matter what moving parts, if Matt Beasler's not back there, it's not good. And I think that's something that, you know, Matt Beasler, as much as we like to think this guy's going to play forever and live forever, not even just play forever. He might he live might. forever. He know. literally <laughs> might live forever. <laughs> I mean, at some point he's going to retire and yeah. it's not going to be in the next 10 years. It'll be more in the next well, five I think, or less. I do think Fontas made an immediate impact. Maybe he's leveled off since his first few games when mm-hmm. we're like, oh, we're Barcelona now. Right. <laughs> but oh, yeah, those are simpler times. That was that was at least uh you know, you know, he was playing right almost right away. I guess he I guess he was here half a year last year. But still, impact immediately this season. Right. Yeah. So yeah, but I do think I think outside back at the moment is is, is where everyone's it's tough. eyes go to. Well it is it is weird seeing like, you know, one of our Favorite players, Zussi, is all of a sudden like perhaps like something of a liability, or I guess everyone on the back line well, is. Well, and but... what's crazy is, I mean, and that's going to be a huge shift when Zussi and Beesler and Sinovic go. It's almost like all three need to go at the same time because right. Zussi can't play without Beesler there. Sinovic can't play without Beesler. Like they yeah. can't play without one another. So it's almost like when the defense changes, it can't be like this. They, oh, they one at all... a time cycle. It needs to be a clean sweep. They might all need Sinovic there too. Also, like if, right. if they are, Sinovic's another one that if those guys leave, like he's done too. Also, yeah. <laughs> so it's just I don't know. The no, defense will be. It'll get interesting in the next. That season. really is a valid thing. At least that I recognized all year last year. No part of me ever thought that Graham Zusi was like a really good defender. You know what I mean? It it really was this like. This magic cohesiveness among these guys that have played together for so long. Yeah. That, like, really is what was doing it, and now that's gone. Right, and, yeah, like like you just said, knowing where they're going to move and how they're going to run and what, you know, spaces they're going to occupy, not occupy, and being able to cover, when they are missing one of those people. Just one of them, yeah. Just one. <laughs> the entire ecosystem Well, and that same off. could be said, not just for the defense, but Peter Vermees's system in general or like Mm -hmm. the machine that he tries to put out there where every single person has to know every single moment where they're at what they're doing is it so yeah is it fair to say that peter ramiz's well-oiled machine is almost too intricately designed (laughs) (laughs) yeah he thought i mean we thought we had all this depth and then i think they did yeah still i mean if 11 players that's gonna go down throw any team yeah like well maybe not in the premier league as much but Mm -hmm. when we have these tiny rosters in this league. It's like, yeah, that's detrimental to to what a team is right. trying to do. And especially, too, when you consider that, you know, Johan Quaze is really, like, one of the only players who can even play another 
I mean, a couple other, but another position. Like, what? Yeah. how many other players on the field can transition like that? And that, you know, limits... At least to, like, that extent. Right. I mean, Zussi, I guess, but I think he's cemented in defense now. Because of the crossbar. We saw... <laughs> right. We saw Felipe move positions to stay... He was holding midfield to start that last game. But, you know, that's just a midfield switch. Right. So it's not... <laughs> a full... Yeah. A full line. Russell... I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think Johnny Russell's what we would like to see in the midfield or anything. Can you like imagine? That. that would be a shit show. Yeah, he tra- he tries to dribble the team from the center spot. He'd like be like that. nutmegging a guy at the top of our box. Right. Yeah. God love that. him. That'd be kind of fun to see. Actually. And he'd probably pull it off. <laughs> it is Johnny Russell. At least once. Like it wouldn't work ten times, but he. And would keep trying. speaking of Johnny Russell, and I'm sure everyone <laughs> listening saw this. Did you see the frog? Like, yes. is he just like, a, and then someone edited it. This the was Busafro. Busafro. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That was like, I laughed for probably like oh, 15 yeah. straight minutes. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh, that was so good. I saw the picture before I saw like any, any of what was written or anything. Yeah. And I knew immediately. I was like, that, that frog has Busio's hair on it. Like, <laughs> I know that's what that guy did. Oh my God. Whoever, if... If you were the one who edited that photo and you're listening, uh, he just... only had. I looked at his at his profile. There was like 26 followers. So help this dude I... out. <laughs> Follow this man. He is. He he's it. coming for all of our jobs. <laughs> that should be the new thing in this world: is adding a Busio fro to everything. anyone and everything. Oh my gosh, that's their that's Sporting's new campaign, or maybe that's the Blue Testament's new campaign. Like, I wonder if, how good Vermees would look with one. Oh. Oh god. Oh god. That sounds like that's something you can't unsee. I I'm and it's like funny because I'm picturing him like angry on the sideline with, with like a a fro. <laughs> like you can't take up. him seriously. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god. The many faces of Peter Ramirez <laughs> plus Busio's fro. Just so good. Okay. Well, well. I think we can move on from that. I mean, it was a fun game. I had I, a lot of fun it, watching it. I mean, it. Anytime that there are eight goals scored, you know, it's hard. Yeah. And, okay, I know that a lot of people who, you know, follow soccer might feel differently and, oh, I'd rather have a 0-0 game. No. No. You don't don't mean that. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it'd be – it would have been nice if our defense could have put up a shutout there. But, yeah, freaking right. um, The one where Abdul got, like, up to – clear it but just like oh. kind of kicked his leg out <laughs> don't miss that don't know or i won't miss that i won't yeah, hopefully as we <laughs> i guess this is a good time to move on to retro night sunday night at what what time's the game like 8 30 it is it's literally so late it's uh not early i'm like hi this is a school night oh 8 p.m okay eight which means 8 14 yeah 8 12 is so still late but yeah, there's we got stuff to do the next day. I can deal with that though. We'll be all right. I'm not gonna stick around very long after. No, that's that's one where you hope the press conference goes by quickly. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully everyone is happy at the end of this. Yeah, but I but, mean, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the but is the keyword there. If we look at our lineup, actually, before we do that, let's talk. Let's look at Atlanta very briefly. Tenth place. Sorry, eighth place. 10th place, Atlanta, 2-3-2. Two, two. 
everyone on their team is healthy, and if you look at their lineup, it's very scary. That everyone on the attacking, Pity Martinez, friggin' Joseph, everyone. Like, it's that lineup is insane. But for some reason, they they're not. It's not working. Right they're now. having the MLS <laughs> Cup hangover. Yeah. They're still they're still hungover and they can't quite figure it out yet. But the, which the, you know you read about is being a thing and not even just in soccer but across many sports. The two wins they have are against the Revolution and the Colorado Rapids, which are the twelfth place team in both divisions. <laughs> so and neither of the it was a two to one over New England and one to nothing over Colorado. Yeah. So, so has the, has the magic run out? I don't know, but I am scared of. Pity, I'm scared of Tata, I'm scared of, they have like, or Tito, Tito. Well, I think what's scary is that everyone's very aware of how, you know, the capabilities that Atlanta United has. And it's just a matter of when those kick back in, whenever they get out of this funk. Because if there's no injuries and they have a huge bulk of their returning team from last season, which won the 2018 MLS Cup, um, that's terrifying. And if that happens at Children's Mercy Park... Sporting Kansas City is without without yeah, so, a dog in the fight. So for those listening, if you haven't paid any attention to Atlanta since last season, Miguel Almiron left in a blockbuster deal. I believe it was the most expensive deal mm-hmm. or transfer out of MLS ever. Goes to Newcastle, and he's been doing really well yeah. there, by the way. So you'd think, oh, losing the league's best player is gonna <laughs> really impact them. But they brought in they brought in Pity Martinez, who was player of the year in all of South. America, I think, is what the award was. So, so yikes. To sim- simply put, they're stacked. They're rostered. They have a lot of talent. And, you know, this is a team, too. Last season, that Sporting Kansas City, there was quite a rivalry between the two. I mean, they were neck and neck a lot of the season, not as much this season. And Sporting was the first team to go there and beat them. Right. And that sparked a lot there. And, you know, of course, they were all very salty about it and mm-hmm. had something to say about the refs, I think, and all that. So, yeah. yeah. It, it did. There's there's some hostility there. But I think <laughs> I think every club in MLS has some sort of hostility towards them. Yeah. Just because of, like, the way they're, you know, everyone knows what an Atlanta fan was like the last two years. Right. Can do oh, yeah, no wrong no, we... and we're carrying the league. <laughs> I mean, you, you fill up an NFL stadium, and all all of a sudden you're. I mean, yeah, they it's it is a great the way they opened up this club is really great. Yeah, I'm just interested to see what happens in a few years, or if you know the pace that they're on keeps up right. in any way. Right. Well, yeah, and that's that's the question, you know, to to sustain that. You're having to dump a lot of money into these yeah, big that's, time yeah. players, and that's not necessarily as we've seen. In, with other teams, a sustainable business model right. throughout the entirety of their yeah. That's, their that's time. the question was like if they're going to be able to keep doing that. But you know, I guess. Well, then you look at teams like LA Galaxy. You know, you bring in right. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and they don't even. What What did they do with that? They didn't even seventh. Make, yeah. So. <laughs> Although they are doing. And, I can't. That's not entirely fair because it was incredibly fun to watch Zlatan, and that 500th oh, goal yeah. was. I mean, and that first game that he was there, and he did that side volley from like almost midfield and then just like seeing him in person like, this i can't is, believe like, he's real no he literally looks like you know someone who you know you picture almost those like scientific like i don't know like capsules that they like right. cook that like people in and like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> make like, them and then it's like <laughs> and 
like, like the steam is coming out. Or like a, like Terminator is like kind of what yeah. I thought of when you said that. Like he just like comes out like and he's just like a machine. Like, oh my gosh. This <laughs> and dude. like only programmed to play soccer. And it's like, and he's Swedish somehow and he talks like that. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> but is like. He's such a character. Like he, yeah. it's, no, there will never be another Zlatan in world football slash soccer. Or I don't think. like any sport. Like this yeah. guy could play basketball. Like he has a physique to play just about any sport and be Man, good at is it. Is there an equivalent to Zlatan right now in any other sport? No, because I think what's interesting is that it's really hard to take players from other sports. Like LeBron James, I'm sorry, would not be good at soccer. Goalie is the only thing I is could the like only think of. Thing. Big dude, he could probably dive like to if, his right and left. Like if you're a large individual like Zlatan and you're also agile and yeah. are good with your have foot skills, right. I mean that's – granted, we don't know if he can shoot a basketball to save his life, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could see him being like a really good like cornerback or tight end in the NFL. Yeah, if he could catch the ball, he could probably be a tight end. He's still Maybe a running skinny, back, but... yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, but I'm trying to think of like a character in another league, another sports league that has this like it's so rare to have a guy that talks shit the way he does and actually backs it up. Like he really has done it everywhere he's gone. Right. Because like in the NBA you have a countless players who talk shit. Few who yeah, even few who do it. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> no. He, soccer is lucky to have him. MLS is lucky to have him. MLS is very lucky to have him. Okay, so let's reluctantly dive into all these injuries here. Uh, if you go to thebluetestament.com, Thad gave a very nice injury update today. Breaks down who is actually out, who is, who's not been practicing, and then... Who is available? <laughs> Which, like, if you were to print this page out, it would be as long as a CVS yeah. receipt. Like, there are so many. <sighs> as long as a CVS receipt. It... That's good. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to definitely keep using that one for probably until we get players Reddit, back. I'm a, I'm a big Redditor. Reddit likes that joke, too. Likes making fun of CVS. Okay, so let's just start out. Players out this weekend for sure. Beesler, Espinoza, Gerso, Hurtado, Lindsay, Madronda, and Rodney Wallace. And we're used Busio. to well, so yes, but those are those are out the for injured. injuries, right? And then yes, Busio and Freeman also left the team immediately following that last game, and then Busio went and scored on a volley to break the ice for the U seventeen. This there. kid, yeah, they were down. Two to nothing, and then he did that. And Love they won. scoring in big moments. And then Busio. they won three to nothing. That's our Busio. Or three yeah. to two. Yeah, so well done to the kid there. That was nice. He did it with some swag. Like, I mean, it was like, of course he scored. Like, I saw yeah. that tweet, and I, before I even saw the video, I was like, of course he did. And, like, just a real quick thing on Busio, just because it still kind of blows my mind. This time last year, Busio was just getting his first, like, USL starts with the Swope Park Rangers, where there are... It, I mean, and now he's just coming in, scoring big goals. And now if you have followed anything soccer in America over the last month, then, like, you've definitely heard of Busio. Yeah. <laughs> he is. And, like, I know a lot of people think, oh, you know, like, Freddie Adu, what happened there? And it's going to be different. Oh, we're, Busio's oh, going to be different. Yes. That's, man, when I think about, like, how different of a ball game it was, like, back then, where it was just, you know, it was like, 
How did we even know that he was that good? Like, who? where was he playing? You know what I mean? Like, right. He was a 14-year-old when that became something. It was like, come on. Yeah. Just. Yeah, we're, it's a, an entirely different situation now. But I do. I mean, I think he if he gets enough time and he starts playing frequently, I don't think it'll be long before somebody steals him. <sighs> don't break my heart. But hey, that, you know. It's good for U.S. soccer. It is. It is. It should bring money here. And the other thing, too, we know how Peter Vermees is with players like that. Lucio yeah. will find his way back someday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He'll be back. He'll be the, He'll be like Christian Namath. He'll come back. Hopefully, though, not like Christian Namath. Hopefully, when he is 30 or 31 and his career is like coming down yeah. and he's had a successful career he's, for Manchester City yeah. and won the Premier League. And yeah, <laughs> and then and then we get to bring him home. God, that would be yeah. just Man, that's an what, amazing story. That's like the pattern that all these, you know, if you're from South America, that's like what all the South Americans do. They get discovered by somebody when they're like 13 or 14, move away to Europe, and then they go and finish their career at like their yeah. boyhood club. Just, it's beautiful. Okay, so, and then we also got to talk about Andrea Fontes and Ilya are both not practicing this week. Vermees referred to them as out. Whether that's gamesmanship, we I, don't know. And that, I mean... But they probably can't count on them. And, like, when you look at those first seven names, like, obviously, Gerso, Espinosa, Beisler, those are all, like, those all are, you know, they hurt to, to see and, and to hear. But then you add Fontes and Ilya on top of that... Ilya is the one I that just pierces through me. He, like yes, yes, I can't. I like losing Roger sucked. But, you know, it was like he's like getting older. I was like prepared this season to kind of deal without him for a mm-hmm. few games. Matt Beesler, that sucks. How does our captain get hurt? He doesn't get hurt. Gerso, oh no, we're gonna lose the speed. But Ilya is the guy that like when I think of this team without him, it like actually scares me. He, Correct me if I'm wrong, he didn't miss a game no. last season. So, I mean, we're used to seeing Gerso, you know, kind of go through that rotation, switching in and out, different wing forwards. Matt Beasler, we're not used to it, but I feel like now at this point, it can be expected that right. some of your older players might get some dings and banged up a little bit, hence Roger Espinosa. And well, Matt and then, Beasler like, we've well. also seen Barath play well, and we've also seen yeah. Fontas play well. So it's like, you know, you can imagine Beesler being out. Like right, this, but. right. But Elie also, like, that position in that role, like, the the so midfield difficult. looks very different when he's not in the game. And, you know. As we saw in that first half. Right. Against New England, and they looked horrible. He just, he's the nucleus. He keeps everything, everything is spinning on the axis, or the axis that is Elie Sanchez. Yeah, I mean, he, like, that's where... I think that's where, like, the attack starts a lot. And it's – he's the one that, like, calms things down to gain possession and then right. launches it the other way. Right. And I I liked that Felipe was there if he – if Ilya wasn't going to be there. Mm-hmm. But, man. But the difference with those two is that Felipe holds on to the ball a bit more. And when you're in that defensive mid you – know, that holding mid position, you can't – be holding on to the ball like he, he, <laughs> that's Ilya not what the does, holding means in that in that right yeah <laughs> it, it's completely different type of holding and it's it almost reminds me of like what Vermees likes about Namath a little bit is like Namath is so mm. quick able to quickly 
dish the ball off to the yeah. wings, which is what Elie does to help move the ball and progress up the field. And if you hold on for too long for even a second, Felipe is really strong when he holds onto the ball and is able to dribble. But that's when Sporting's already at the top of the opposing team's box. They're already they're already in yeah, striking when, distance. Right when he's looking to create something in the final third, yes. But you know, if he gets the ball in the position of a holding midfielder, then you've that's when the other team is still trying to crash and right. make sure they get the ball back immediately. Right. And so he doesn't have that daylight to, yeah, you know, do what I think made him comfortable. Right. And hopefully Ilya is not injured, you know, long enough or questionable long enough to keep him out of his role. And, you know, if for God knows, you know, hopefully not, but hopefully Felipe would be able to kind of quickly figure that out because that – that right there is like such a crucial part, and like you said, it changes the entire game. Like everyone saw against. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I guess I didn't even really think of that. Like in my head, it's like, oh well, we can't have Felipe do that every game. Like I can't, we can't right. do that. But yeah, I mean, that was his first game there in. Jesus, like we don't even know how it could be like right. a decade since he's. Yeah. <laughs> like, so- yeah. So, you know, I suppose he could improve there, and we're talking about the lineup. So I guess is that what is he the choice? If Ilya, I mean, Vermees referred, as we said, Vermees referred to Ilya as being out. So, so I, I mean, guess Felipe is my choice again. But. I, w- I would think so. And I mean, if from what we know about Peter, he's going to want to put a player that he trusts in that yeah. position. And I think, you know, even if Felipe wasn't, you know, a plus at it last game, I think, you know, having some time, some time to review film talk to Peter, practice, all of that, you know, hopefully gets him in the well, right. Well, yeah, and my what sucks is my, my other, you know, the other player that I could think of besides Felipe to play there would be Fontes, who yeah. is also... Who is also questionable. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. I mean, sporting is hurting right now. But, I mean, I guess going through, like, the rest of the midfield, if we've got... If we have Felipe in that D mid, we're gonna have to have another game of Kellen Rowe. Is Kellen. what this means. Come on, Kellen, let's see it. Because uh, we didn't in against his old team. So he came out in that game like he was playing his old team and had something to prove. And then all of a sudden, I like feel like I didn't see him for like like thirty minutes in the middle of the yeah. game. Yeah, I I mean, he I don't had, know. He and, had one or two good moments. There was actually, I think he. On the play that Gerso got the red card, or that yeah, on yeah. the foul against Gerso for the red card, I believe he had a moment there that like turned that around. He like cut in front of a ball, and I think he might have sparked that play. Yeah. So he did like he, there were a couple moments there at the end where he popped up, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot he was on the field. <laughs> right. Well, and I will say with Kellen, I mean, again, this is someone who's coming to a new club after. Seven seven seasons with his former club. Not only is he coming to a new team, he's coming into a team that has been riddled with injuries. Yes. And that's a really, you know, kind of tough. It's hard to form those connections and that chemistry when players are constantly, you know, out or subbing. There's all these new pieces coming in. And, I mean, hopefully once people start getting healthy, Kellen starts getting more comfortable, we'll see a little bit more. But, I mean, again, big opportunity here for him to really – make a difference when there are hardly any players in Hard, front of them. Hardly any players available, period. Uh, it looks like there's literally just 14 field players that are on this roster and ready to go. 
So, and I'm looking at this list, and I might we see Gideon Zalalem again in this midfield? You know, now because now, now Busio is no longer an option in this midfield. <laughs> yeah, I don't get Kuz back out there. I want to see Kuzane. Yeah, right. But I mean, again, uh, we actually never mentioned uh, Zalalem was injured with no timetable to return, like the like a week ago or something. Yeah. And now he's. And, One of the few that is not injured at the moment. Right, or even questionable. So. Yeah. so, yeah, so I guess we're looking at this midfield, holding midfield of Gutierrez, and then... <laughs> Kellen Rowe. And then Kellen, and then, like, literally, like, what do you do? Like, is, like literally, do you put in Zalalem at, at center I, I mean, if mid? it's not Zalalem, it's... <laughs> uh, you can't, because Kraze is going to be at left back again. Right. Unless he's... You know, unless he just puts – actually, that's probably what he does. I bet he gives Seth the start at left back and puts Kraze at yeah. center attacking. And then I bet at around 60 minutes, sub Seth out, moves Johan back, and then just depending on how the with game's the lead, going. With the lead with that the, the team has. With the lead that the team <laughs> hopefully has. And then that – I mean, that would be the only situation I could see Zalalem getting in. Um, or even Kuzain. Who knows? But I think it would be more likely if we saw – yeah, I mean, so so we're we're talking here for like a four three three, because it's Peter Vermees, but I mean, I, is it is that a possibility that he comes out with a different <laughs> a different formation? Than well, I mean, I guess four three three. You know, if I this is where we need Thad. By the way, we talked shit on Thad that he wasn't here, <laughs> but he was a practice today. And right, we, so yeah, he's we need his he's got the time. eyes. I know. <laughs> He he literally just goes can't make it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'd, sounds good, T man. When when someone's a dad and they say can't make it, I'm like I'm All just right, like I I know I'm assuming you have like if I can't make it, it's yeah. like okay you better be sick or like it's like I, I can't even I don't even understand it's like, what, what it's like to live your life so right. I, don't, I don't even question. I know it. like if either of us say we can't make it, it's <laughs> yeah. like okay where are you drinking right yeah, now? Like, like yeah, what, what are the, you doing? Someone someone you're doing something wrong or you shouldn't be. Like. <laughs> However, okay if Peter did change the formation what i could see happening would be two up top like a 442 four straight okay, across yeah. four and four in the back well so let's see in the middle of that game he took out abdul mm-hmm. <laughs> rightfully and put in so. and put in hassler so and then whenever that happened they said Matt Lawrence, you know, questioned of if it'll be something resembling like a three-man back line as they were, you know, trying to get that other goal and they were a man up. So I don't see that happening. No, a, a three-man Peter... back line, even with even with like you know calling them wing backs in front of them, like with a with Krause yeah. or Zusi, right? To make it a five-man-ish back line, right? But I still don't. I don't really. I don't know if I see that happening. Yeah, I I don't see unless they're down. Yeah. Moving from four defenders, yeah. we just—it's not Peter Vermees's preference. So I think that's what I've—I think that's what I've landed on. I want to see Seth at left back, and then so Kraze. So we have someone to play attacking mid. Yeah, I mean that's—that <laughs> is literally what has to happen. <laughs> like even and, and, I'm, I'm like even all of the like how many Kraze haters there are out there. Like and they're not completely unjustified. But 
Like, look at these available players. Like, who would you rather be playing our center attacking mid? Well, and I mean, going back to Crosby's value too, this same thing happened last season when they went through that kind of injury stretch uh, late summer-ish, early fall, and Crosby was called upon again to kind of fill in in different spots. I mean, it's really, when he's available and the team's dealing with injuries, it's really crucial because they, they are able to switch up, which also, you know, other teams scouting that makes it even harder just because you don't know where he might end up. So I haven't even, I didn't open up or look at our lineup prediction thing yet. Oh, I'm not even on the right one. We should see what all of our users are wanting to see. And what Mr. and Mrs. Freeman and Mr. and Mrs. Shallon. <laughs> right, yeah. That's like my favorite thing. Wait, I guess maybe we don't have that up yet. I don't see that as an option. Predictions. Hmm. I didn't see it, right? I saw like a predictions, but I didn't. Okay. Ben, <laughs> if you're listening, get on that. Put that yes, predictions squirt. thing up. <laughs> um, okay, and then, yeah, the forwards... Gerso now out after falling on the bar. <laughs> I mean, man, that play that just God, there were so many plays. Like, how did how was the ball not across the line? I, but that one was just. I mean, like the more <laughs> I watched it, well done on Cody Cropper, the the yeah. keeper for that save. Like yeah. that was, I was like, that was big uh, time. Like Gerso got his foot on the ball, right? But he just had two strong enough hands, literally on the goal line, to keep that out. Like that was that was pretty impressive. Yeah. And then there was another one. Ilya had a deflected shot that he had. He was like leaning the other way, and then had to fall back and make a diving save to save that. He had a pretty decent game, yeah. I guess. Even for letting in four goals, it was even for letting in four goals. Um, so I think if they do four three three, can we assume that it'll be Shallowy, Namath, and Russell? Yeah, the if Shallowy is. The BFFs on the wings. It really is the yeah, and then you got two Hungarians. Two Hungarians and a Scott. I'm ready to see Shallowy be the savior of the season for Sporting KC. I when he whips out a hat trick. One of my favorite players, like to watch score because I feel like every goal he scores is like beautiful. You know where a lot of players, you know, like Gerso, it's like a lot of times it's like scrappy thing. I mean, Shallowy is like the one player where his anytime he scores a goal, it's like. Even it's he, like methodically. Even, has, even when he has a tap in, he turns it into a He no turns look. it into the. I, yeah. <laughs> and it's just everything looks like. Is elegant the right word? And then, yeah. like, I mean, Johnny Russell's fun to watch just because he, like, oh, yeah. is full speed ahead up until the ball crosses the line. But yeah, Daniel Shallowy, we need some goals. Yeah, so those three at the front. And that's kind of the thing is, you know, Gerso is out. All these injuries and all that, but I still have confidence that 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 the attacking core can make things happen. You know why you are confident, Cody? Because we have a number nine. Because we have, and a his nine. name is Christian Namath, yeah. and I just literally blew out all of your eardrums. I'm so oh, sorry. Oh yeah, good, good. That's how excited we <laughs> That's are. That's how excited we are. <laughs> yes, oh. it does feel good to have that number nine. Uh, do we actually? Do we both give our full back lines? You don't want to see. Abdul over Barath again, right? No. No, no, no. I, don't, I want to see Barath and... Oh, wait, no. We're going to have to see both of them. Well, unless... Probably, unless Graham Smith gets I would, Yeah. There. Okay, here's my back line. Thad, I've got, Thad would be banging the dr- Graham Smith drum right now. I, 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 Thad's not here to do it. I will. <laughs> I want to see Graham Smith and 
uh, Brath, and I want to see Zussi and Snovic only because because I, I think Crosse can get there with that position, but he's just needed elsewhere at this time. Right, so, okay, we're basing that on that Felipe has to play holding midfield. Right. And he does, right? I, I mean, I'm, I mean looking, unless, I'm looking at these available players. Can well, Kellen hard, Rowe do it? I, no. I, I, don't, I don't think that, like... I'm not and I, I don't that. know if like Peter would want a player who hasn't been in the system that long to yeah. play such a crucial position, and that's nothing against. I mean, I would be kind of shocked if he put yeah. Colin there. Yeah, I mean, if he, yeah, I know that that it obviously like didn't go that well him trying Felipe back there, but right. I don't know that it was necessarily because of that. No, yeah, I mean, however, if Bontes is available. But then I don't. Yeah, I mean, true. I don't know. Would he like? Would Barath be good in that position? Ooh, holding. I would definitely. Fontes I don't know. would be better. Fontes, but yeah. Yeah. My yeah. There I'm just, gonna go there's with... so many variables. Like. Okay, so say Fontes can play. Would you rather him play center back or play holding mid? Because then if he center does, back. if he plays holding mid, then that means we have to see Graham Smith or right Abdul. Yeah, I think. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, I think. So then, yeah, we're still at we're still at Felipe is going to have to play holding mid. Yeah, and if Felipe plays holding mid, then there's literally no one else besides Kellen Rowe or Croze to play attacking mid. And I would think we would all rather have Croze forward. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think Croze would feel the same way. But I this game, I'm I'm not gonna lie, it kind of scares me a little bit because. Like yeah. we talked about, there is a little bit of, you know, there's some, some not bad blood, but there's some tension between sporting and Atlanta. Just, you know, as I want to angry beat them. Like, I'm, yeah, I want to angry beat them. Like, in and, a mean way. I yeah. Do. And, I, like, I not just like with the why, fans, but. but I feel like definitely with the team as well. Like, you know, this is a team that, this is the MLS Cup reigning yeah. champs of 2018. There's one team you want to beat. They were neck and neck all season long. Right. Um, however, if, if one player on the field goes down, there is there aren't a lot of options uh, oh, to kind of, and like there would have to be a lot of you know switching and moving around that it just scares me. Man, there's no way like Jerso just player... like literally went down and like boom he's hurt and now he's out like it was that fast. Well, then everyone needs to be praying to the soccer gods or whatever you do to the appease, retro <laughs> to gods. appease soccer gods. I don't even know how you like do that, but. We need them to not lose. We we can't lose one more player. No, I don't. And like literally anywhere on the field that that happened, it would be catastrophic. It, exactly. We would be we would be like almost having to play with like go from the pool of players because in the MLS, say like, like say it's a forward that goes down. Well, then you got to shift Crosby up there, and then someone has to go in. It's yeah. just like there's no there's nowhere. Not goalie maybe. Goalie. But you would never want to see you would never want to see Melia go yes, out. Yes. By the way, all three keepers are good. Hey, Eric Dick and Adrian Zendejas, can you play yeah. D can you play holding mid? Can right, you play yeah. center back? Honestly, I could see like Eric Dick being like kind of a good center back. I don't know if he's quick enough, but Is he good with his feet? Is he good I have with no idea. his feet? I, I laughed out loud at him today watching <laughs> the video that the team put out of Did, the... were you the one that tweeted that from the blue <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, was I my... actually read that I was cracking out because it's just like <laughs> Oh my god, the camera it shows him. It's like, oh, Eric Dick's waving at someone, and then the camera just slowly pans over. 
and it was an elephant who, by the way, wasn't even looking at him. <laughs> like he was waving an elephant that was facing the other way. Like, and it's funny because like you know he was doing that like because there were like cameras. Like he was like just trying to like interact with like everything. Yeah. It's like, hey Eric, that's an elephant. He was if like, you oh, there's know. a camera there. We're trying to make some good B-roll here. I'm just gonna right. like wave, make it look good. But then the camera guy just and it's just like <laughs> pan right to but, where. But like he also good for the camera guy because that's really funny for the people <laughs> who would like think it's funny. AK you and me. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good video. Johnny was on one the whole time. I wish he Are would we do, surprised? We actually, I guess we talked about that in the, the podcast with Robo, mm-hmm. was how, you know, Johnny is that guy. Like, you see that all the time in all the videos they put out, and, like, we get to see that a lot. But he doesn't do interviews like that. No. <laughs> he's so, like, he's so, like, straight-laced. And, I, you know, I think in Europe, they're – I still think a lot of these guys that come from those bigger leagues, they have this sense that we're, like, that we're trying to get them in some way. And so they try yeah. to, like, not – do that they try to not show themselves well no and it's funny because it it is always the players who come from overseas who are especially like that except the only one who's different is shallowy but i think you know he grew up here oh, yeah. he was, during those formative stages he's still just like young enough and baby enough that it was like oh my right. god people want to talk to me but like i've you know i've had like johan during an interview like he literally was like oh i'm, I'm nervous my, like my english isn't that good you know like they're and it, you know they're just it, yeah. they're not used to it it's a different totally different thing and we're like standing there with like microphones and phones in their face like how did you I don't know, like well yeah we're so it, annoying not, not only just that <laughs> in the locker room when they're half naked after they just got out of the shower i'm not like... gonna lie and you know and this has nothing to do with the fact that like i'm a girl whatever i would feel this way i feel strongly that i would feel this way if i were a guy I'm i don't to, yeah. like the reporters in the locker room thing yeah that it's at all it's something i never thought of ever it never crossed my mind how weird it is that that people do that in in any sport any like i i get that it's only open for a certain amount of time and yada yada but like these are players who like want to shower and hang out with their teammates and how it's and get ready and like go home with their families how has it not happened at some other point that like Someone was like, hey, look at what other leagues do overseas. <laughs> well, like, I, we don't have to do this, guys. Like, right. make them wait for us outside of the locker room and we're, you or, know, they have to stand there. You we're- know, maybe there's a way where, I don't know how this would work, but maybe it's like they select a certain group of players. Like, maybe they select seven players and those players have to go in, like, the press conference room. And right. that's where things go down. And yeah. then, like, each player is kind of, you know, shifting duties and things like that. But just to like let a bunch of reporters free reign, like walk into a locker room, it feels weird. Yeah. No, my, I mean this is, I mean you've been covering the team longer than I have. This is my, I guess second full second, year covering second and, a half. second and a half covering the team, and I still feel like this is an invasion of privacy. Yeah, like, and yeah, like I said, I had never thought of it ever until you know I don't remember what player it was, but it was like you know someone, it might have been Robo that we were talking to was like. Just mentioned it very like casually, like oh, you know, he's not he's not used to this, like people in the locker room. And I was like, oh, duh, <laughs> I've never thought of this. Man, right, it, like it really did blow my mind, and I've never I haven't stopped thinking about that like since. It it is weird that people do that. I I feel so bad, but yet there's nothing we can really. Even, we we can't change it. <laughs> even the day I was in there, and saw Roger Espinoza open his towel and wave his dick at somebody else in the locker room even then i was just like eh, 
It's just what happens in the locker room. And I didn't think, oh, maybe we shouldn't be in here for that. To, like, witness this stuff. (laughs) I will say one of my favorite, like, or funniest locker room moments, though, was... Because, like, Matt Beasler's a dad. Like, he's cool. Like, he's young. Like, he's cool. But, like, he's a dad. He's been the captain of this team for a long time. He just, like, has a bit more of, like, a mature... He does. ...dad kind of vibe. And he, like, came out and, like, back into, like, where all the reporters were waiting. And he was singing, like, a very, like, pop, like, trendy recent song. But, like, imagine, like, if your dad, like, walked in the front door, like, singing, like, a song <laughs> off of, like, a hit radio station. And, like, that's what it felt like. Yeah. It, it, it is. I do like when you see – because he is – we see him so often as this, you know, straight-laced guy. And, he, and he's serious a lot. But I do love when you see, like, in these videos, like, Shallowy's vlog, we were just yeah. watching that. You do get to see him, like, he is he is goofy. Like, he's a real person. Yeah, no, he... <laughs> he's I not think, a robot like and, we accuse well, him of. And I feel like, though, too, he gets thrown in a lot more of those, like, media situations where he's, like, having to talk to, like, yeah. the masses. Because, like, I've talked to him one-on-one, and it's totally different than, like, when he's talking to a group of reporters or, like, in a yeah. press conference where he's, like, sitting up at the table, but... Okay, what else did we do we need to talk about here? I mean, I guess we could do score predictions. All the news from last game? Yeah, let's do bold predictions. <laughs> okay. Um, How about... Oh, yeah, I already did one. I already did one. A shallowy... No less than a brace from shallowy will happen. Okay. I called, a, I called a hat trick earlier. I'm backing up on that a little bit. At least <laughs> a brace. At least a brace from Daniel. And he proves himself to be the... Savior of this team in our time of need. The savior and the vlogger. He steps up in a big moment like his idol, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. I see it happening. Okay. I, that's, a, that's a good one. And also, he's going to be feeling good because didn't he score a brace? Or was it just the one goal against Atlanta last time? Just the one goal because then Gerso a, got the other one. Yeah. And it was a beautiful goal. So he's going to be. It really was. He's going to be ready to do that again. That was the one where, like, wasn't that the one post game where he was like. His oh, yes. dad or something like, like shut up, dad or yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That was. Which like only Daniel Shallow can get away with that. My yeah. dad would be like, "You're grounded." <laughs> um, but okay, bold prediction. Well, and a win. I predict a win. He, okay. Win. Doesn't have to be the score. Just like yeah, a bold okay. prediction. I'm gonna I'm gonna predict a win. The the retro gods, the players of Sporting Past, that might be will bold be enough. Sending right there, like <laughs> will be sending positive rainbow energy vibes onto the field. Whatever retro right. kind of stuff is going to be going on. Um, okay, I predict that Johan scores a goal, oh, and I'm yes. picturing like what was who were they playing FC Dallas when he scored that one the volley out of the air in like the final in the seconds it was to like open cup open, open cup, cup yeah to like Dallas. I think they won three two he's got, he's gonna score that way yeah, or something he's, he's got golosos in him he's, just waiting he does and he's long overdue <laughs> he's overdue exactly the only thing that okay and this is like my other bold predict- prediction because these are two other players who I feel like have golosos within them but don't always Zeusy. Zeusy, and even even Sestinovic. I know it's like oh, play uh, the whole playoff Seth. He's yeah. got like a different thing. You know, maybe he'll this, have a chip on his shoulder if he gets the that's start. That's what I'm saying. If he gets the start, uh, he's got to fight for his guy. He's got to fight for Matt Beasler. Yeah. His, his number one is off. I mean. Oh, man. I like all of these. Okay. I hope they all, hope they all score. <laughs> Sporting's going to score seven goals. They're going to win seven nothing. I don't know why, but I feel like. <laughs> 
Sometimes I feel like personally invested in Krause. Like if he I, does good, it like it validates. I what think I've been too because like we we've really like analyzed him almost more so than like any other player. Literally since yeah. he came to the team, the and I feel like we were always we were always defending him. This podcast, Shades of Blue, we are defenders of Johan, and we're, he's really evolved into this. We're often mythical. I thing. hope I hope people don't accuse us of being relentlessly positive i do feel like we do that a lot we're but we're fans like we right love well, this team. and like, i think the other thing too is like although our predictions are always like positive like we're most likely going to like going to predict a win but i would say that we the way that we like break things down and like you know we're not like everything's great if yeah. they're like oh and ten like we yeah. would never do that so we're <laughs> we're honest but we're optimistic yeah and i do like we, well, you said, we we often predict a win, but I, the way Vermees has this team assembled every year, I feel like this team on any given day is, can compete against any team in right. this league. And it's so not it's like, like we're yeah. covering the Colorado Rapids, yeah. where if you predict a win every game, it's like, well, like what are you? Why right. are you even saying that? Like this is a team where you can predict a win, and it's a 70, 30, 60, 40, yeah. 80, 20 percent, you know, odds that they're gonna win. <laughs> yeah, and we're. There's 14 healthy players. An entire lineup of 11 <laughs> players is out. Playing the reigning MLS Cup champs who have no injuries. <laughs> yes. They're at full strength. We're not crazy. <laughs> okay. We just love the team. You we guys. do. And we also said we're just going to, you know, quick, short, easy podcast. We are almost in an hour. <laughs> we're coming up on an hour. Uh, well, that's what happens. We had a beer, too. That probably We did. That, that extends things. I have Cheez-Its. It's just after 8. I still got time to go out to Crossroads tonight. This is Cody's pregame for yeah. First Friday. Pregaming on the pod. Do, 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 do. Okay. Well, we will be back next week. Hopefully, Bobbert and Thad can join us. Yes. Maybe we'll try a no midweek game next week, right? Mm-mm. Maybe we'll try another double pod week. A review, I... a review pod and a preview pod later on in the week. I will see. I have to prep for my. Yeah, we. Probably... I, I'll be covering another soccer team. Aha! Uh-huh, yes, um, yes. Tell for the all of all of our loyal listeners out there who also love our Swope Park Rangers and the USL. Yeah, there you go. And the I will. <laughs> yeah. As we all do, I will be sideline reporting at in Austin, Texas, for the Austin Bold game next Friday. So tune in. It'll be on ESPN Plus. Um, which you all should already have. Which you should already have. It's amazing. I love it. And um, and new update on that. If you don't have it, you can click a link on our website and help out your favorite bloggers from the Blue Testament. It gets us very few dollars if yes. people use our links now. Yes. Um. So if you do, yeah, if you do get it, go through us because, yes. um, we would. I literally it. think it's like <laughs> I don't even. I think it's like a dollar. Yeah. I think you get like a dollar. If for, you guys didn't know. Each of us make $100,000 a year just doing this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, We're so very... yeah, we are about to switch. If anyone's annoyed with Blog Talk Radio or that we don't ever have it on your however you listen to your podcasts, we are about to switch over to a more powerful SB Nation network. Yes, we are. Um... We didn't even know it, but we're using like the old system here. Yeah, we have, <laughs> we have no idea. We're just kind of going as we go but um so yes look for that yeah look for that i think we're gonna be able to like i I asked the guy i think we're gonna be able to put the audio like straight onto twitter 
Like, so people can, like, listen to it on Twitter and stuff like that. See, this is what we do for you guys. We're just trying to give you the best content quickly at your fingertips. All the soccer, all the sporting. We've got things in the works. We do. We might even buy a board so we don't even have to come into the studio so we can do pods right after the game. Yeah. Oh, happy. We're thinking about it, guys. We're mulling. We have a lot of ideas. Things are in the works. So, we will talk to you next week. Go sporting. Has just been sent off. Some part of strong and bold comes off my fun fun things. Got me drinking. My fun fun things got me drinking. My fun fun things got me drinking. Give me real whiskey, winter gin, anything to shake this. Food.